0: are now live welcome everybody who is watching at home we're gonna sing sing a song of freedom if if you are able to stand come on and stand and worship with us
1: two are you truly free amen Amen. you know some people think of their freedom in different ways but I think of this my freedom is what gives me the liberty to not walk in the things of the world amen my freedom gives me the ability to say no to the things of the world I don't have to live out bound depressed I don't have to live out addicted or broken, but I know that I can walk in the freedom of Christ Jesus to be free in Him, to be set free, to be whole, to be cleansed, to be made renewed, righteous, a new creation in Him. I am free to truly worship Him. Amen? And that freedom gives me the ability to dance. It gives me the ability to run. It gives me the ability to do things without having to worry about what everybody else thinks. Come on. Oh, come on. Too many of us are worried about what everybody else thinks But I, I don't know about you But if you feel like waving a flag, wave a flag If you feel like dancing Come on, dance a little bit Look, just because you got saved Doesn't mean you stopped dancing It just you, means you changed partners Come on, amen I don't have to dance with the devil any longer I can dance in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit Amen Come on, somebody Give them a shout, amen Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I am free. I am free. Come on! I
2: am free to run. Help us sing. I I am. am.
1: pray that this new year is filled with the liberty of God. Amen. For where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty, there's freedom. And so many of us feel bound. So many of us feel overwhelmed. But I'm here to tell you, I'm believing that this new year is a year of freedom. I'm believing this is a year of liberty, a year of freedom. That the captives will be set free. Amen? That those who have been bound will be delivered. That those who have been broken will be healed. Amen? I believe. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You might be seated for a minute. What a pleasure it is to be in the house of the Lord. If you are joining us online, we are so thankful that you are a part of this service today. We believe that even where you are, you can experience the presence and power of God because He's not limited to time or space. Just as the presence of the Lord is in this place, I know that He is where you are also. Amen. 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 want to welcome our guests. Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, Paul, man, your ears are wet, dude. That's the biggest smile I've seen on your face in a long time. Michelle, good to have you. Catherine, good to have you with us this morning. Good, good to see you guys with us all the way from Alaska. Come on. Praise God. How many travel further than Alaska today? Just, just checking. <laughs> Amen. I want to thank you from myself, my, my family as well as our leaders for all the kind words, the cards, the gifts you gave. You, you guys are amazing. It's such a pleasure to be a part of a wonderful family like you guys. And even though we are away from our physical families most of the year, we feel so blessed to be at home in this family right here. And we love and appreciate every single one of you. You guys are amazing. Can you give yourselves a hand? Come on. Amen. Amen. Next Sunday, I've had a few who have been asking about joining the church. Next Sunday, we'll have a a membership Sunday. If you're interested in joining uh, the church as a member of the congregation, um, you're a part, just from my understanding, I want you to understand this from my perspective. If you're here, you're a part of this family. Amen. But there are benefits and privileges to being a member because you have a voice as a part of making decisions in the process of all of that. And we uh, it allows you to also fulfill roles in leadership. And we, we want every one of you to be a member of our local congregation. Next week, we'll have that privilege and opportunity for you to join. If you are interested, please see me after service. I'd love you to be a part of that. You know, every year around this time, I feel like we should do this more often than just this time. But i really like to be intentional at the beginning of the year to take time uh, to really tune in to what the Lord is saying for us through this year. Uh, A key word for me is intentional. And I believe the Lord wants us to be intentional about our relationships with Him, our relationship with each other. I believe He wants us to be intentional about studying His Word, about prayer. But another thing I think the Lord wants us to be intentional about is about fasting. And so over over the next uh, starting whenever you choose But next Sunday to the end of January uh, I'll be Joining into a fast And I would love you to join in with me What that looks like for you Might be different Some people have heard of a Daniel fast And um, that is what A lot of times I do um, Not everybody can do that Some people do an electronics fast How many you get too caught up in electronics? Your Facebook And your uh, all that good stuff. I I see some tapping on shoulders and I see some parents. Don't do that to your kid. Some of us the parents. But you know, however you choose, but the whole purpose is not that you lose weight and of course that's probably a necessity in my book. It's not that you you know, are just taking the time away from something. But the whole purpose is that we turn our attention to the Lord. And how many know that we, are, we live in a world of distraction? We live in a world that's so called up and busy. And, I, and you've heard me use the acronym of busy as being under Satan's yoke. And I believe that we get so caught up and busy that we lose sight of, of just the intentionality of our relationship with the Lord. And so I would ask you to join with others in our congregation as we, as we choose to be intentional about seeking the face of the Lord through a fast, and I want you to join us with that, and I hope that you will, because how many know that we need Jesus, amen, everybody needs Jesus, I need Jesus, y'all need Jesus, yes. we all need Jesus, ushers would you come, I really appreciate As a part of your service to the Lord, I really appreciate your faithfulness to God. And being here, whether it be here or online, I thank you for your faithfulness of giving it allows us to accomplish ministry. You know, I was talking to Justin this past two weeks ago, and and I was listing with him all the various ministries of our church, and, and, and we're working on restructuring our faith, our website so that it can list the various ministries of our church. Did you know our church is a very active church? Very active church. We have a whole lot going on uh, literally every day of the week there's something happening. And, and, and I just want to thank all of you for being active and giving, allowing us the privilege of being able to touch lives all around our community and around the world two weeks ago in this church on a Monday night somebody accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior come on, amen ask me why we have CR because somebody is Jesus (laughs) and so I want you to know what we do is not frivolous what we do is not just happenstance we're not giving just to give We're giving for purpose. We're giving to say, Lord, we choose to honor you, to obey you, to be a part of your kingdom plan. And I thank you for all that you've done and for all that you continue to do. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. May his face shine on you. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you, Lord, for every gift, every given. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being able to be a part of your kingdom plan. Lord, to be able to feed the hungry, to be able to close, clothe those who don't have clothes, to be able to care for those who are in need, struggling with what whatever hurt, habit, or hang-up they have, Lord, being able to reach out to our community and show them compassion and love from authorities to, Lord, those who are homeless. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to be a church that is community-oriented, a church that is reaching out, not only in our community, but around the world, touching lives, changing hearts, challenging, Lord, the the injustices of the world, to be able to give according to your plan and to show the love that you have showed us. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Faith. How many know that, that the God that we serve is able? He's able to do anything. Some of you may have been praying and praying and waiting on his promises to manifest. But we just want to encourage you that he's able. Somebody say he's able. Oh, I don't hear nobody. I don't hear anybody. Maybe, maybe, maybe some of y'all stayed up too too late on New Year's Eve or something, but come on, somebody. Let your voice arise, let your praise arise on this morning to say He's able. Here we go. Song says, above. <laughs> Going to do because he's able and he will. Amen. Lord, we ask that your presence fill this house on this morning. Fill this house, fill our our hearts, fill our mouths with your praise, Father. As we enter into this new year, we ask that your rain fall. A fresh rain fall in this place, in this world. Do a new thing as we know that you you want to do. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Song seven. the rain to say oh. i Say- You. Let's say this one, say it. To worship you. I-
2: But are you ready to receive?
1: I've blessed you to be a blessing. I've called you out of darkness and into my marvelous light. I have consecrated you for purpose. You are my children. You are a part of my family, my kingdom purpose. I love you. I've called you by name. I desire to see you working in my plan, fulfilling your purpose. Know that my blessings are for purpose. Know that my life and my light is to shine not just on you, but through you. Let my light shine through you. Be a light into this world. Be hands and feet extended because I called you for purpose, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray right now. God, as families have stepped forward declare over their own personal family the favor of God and Lord this morning as we come forward as we have made this step of faith as a step of a new year God I pray that Lord we will be intentional to allow you to flow through us Lord I pray for our children I pray for healing and health and wholeness Lord, I pray as they go back into the school systems that they will be a light that you'll cover and protect them and Lord, that your blessings will be upon them. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you have called us. Thank you, God, for children. Lord, thank you, God, that they are open and honest. And Lord, they're very clear in what they say. They're very intentional in how they say things. And Lord, I pray that as we in this room this morning will become like children, as your word says, that we'll become like children With a true faith, completely walking in full faith in you, Lord, knowing that you are there with us, without doubt, without wonder, without fear. But, Lord, with a complete surrender to you, Jesus, Lord, that we will be obedient to your plan. Lord, that the favor of God will shine upon every single one of us, Lord. Lord, let your glory be revealed in each one of us. For we are your children. We are surrendered to your plan. We are called by your purpose. Lord, help us, Lord, to be restored, to restore, Lord, our life so that the world is not looking at the old story, but they're seeing a restory, a new story, a new line, a new life, a new history being made, and a new destiny being performed. God, I pray. That though the world has tried to hinder and close us in and unbox us, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that the chains of the enemy will be broken in Jesus' name. Lord, that we'll be loosed from the oppression of the enemy, that the chains of sickness and death will be broken off of us, Lord, that we'll know that we don't have to fear for this is not the end of our story, but Lord, there's a story that you are writing and we're a part of that plan. And Lord, may the chapters that you are writing out even now, God, though we might be bumping against mysteries, Lord, I pray that those mysteries will be revelations to see the hand of God move in miraculous and mighty ways. God, let your work be performed amongst us and through us. And Lord, let the world know that you are our God. And Lord, as they see the miraculous taking place, God, they too will want to to see and know this God who we know, who we believe in who we trust, who we have our faith in. Lord may we become salty saints Lord may the flavor of us be a flavor that ignites a a passion and a desire and a a thirst and a taste for more of you Jesus Lord bless 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 your children Bless your people, Father. Lord, to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I don't know about you, but whoo! Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. 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 God is good. Guys, you guys are—I mean—amazing. Thank you so much for leading us into worship this morning. It's going to be a video played, then I'll step up and share a word with you this morning. Amen. 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 Testing one, two, three. <laughs> that was kind of anticlimactic. Hello. Testing one. There we go. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> do will be laughing at me. <laughs> You guys look great this morning. Amen. Look over to somebody and say, You look good. Turn to the other person on the other side of you that you didn't think looked as good as that other person. Say, you look good too. <laughs> Amen. Linda's well, good to see you. Glad you're well. Alive and well. Kicking and blessed, huh? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anything more ordinary than bread? Bread. Thank God for bread, right? I mean, look, everywhere you go in the world, in every society, there's some version of bread, right? I mean, if you go to French, to France, you find... French bread, right? You find baguettes. I don't really have a, a, a version of baguettes here, but you find uh, croissants and f- those long French bread, right? If you go to uh, Latin America, uh, you're going to find what? Tortillas. I don't care if you've got fried chicken, fried hog, or fried fish. Beans and rice or rice and beans, you better have some tortillas. Because a meal is not complete without tortillas. Matter of fact, there are places in, in parts of Honduras, uh, in, in very poor areas, that they just live on tortillas and a few beans once a week. Can you imagine that? I mean, the starvation they have. So, bread, French bread, tortillas. You know, in, in some places in India, there's a bread called the name N A A N. And in and in China there's this unique squishy doughy bun type bread that they have there. Bread. It's everywhere. And guess what we have? Come on, somebody. Cornbread, right? We got cornbread. Man, you're just as plain as cornbread, ain't you? <laughs> we got sliced white bread, and if you're healthy, we got even whole wheat sliced bread, right? We love our bread, right? I mean, the, the biggest problem that we have in all of our diets is how to get rid of the bread, because there's too many carbs, right? Bread, we love it. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it's one of the building blocks of and staples of most meals, the foundation of most meals. It, it, it's the foundation of a lot of diets. It, it's it's that way all around the world. And guess what? It was that way in the Bible also. Think about that. I mean, bread was common. It was an ordinary meal, and, and, and every, in the very commonest of bread, that makes the perfect metaphor for our lives. Guess what? We're like bread. Come on, cornbread. <laughs> Amen if we're honest most of what we do is ordinary right we get up every morning or at least we try to we put the toothpicks in the open them up we try to get up we get up we do our routine and everybody has a routine come on yeah we we do our routine some routines are different from others but we all have a routine we get up we go to work uh, sometimes that work pays and sometimes don't, right? Uh, some of you uh, who sh- stay at home know that that work is very laborious and it's no pay. Bless your hearts. Because there's one thing about it, I would never want to trade places. Well, maybe now that they're 14 and above, but, but when they were little, oh, no way. It's a process, right? But some of us have... Uh, habits that we toy, uh, hobbies that we toy with, you know And in those hobbies we try to do our very best we, we shuttle kids, I mean, know that we're sometimes the taxi I think uh, we should put Uber and all the other labels Lyft and taxi and all that on the back of our car Because for years it was uh, soccer, it was softball, it's baseball, it's uh, dance, it's cheerleading It's, you know, go on and on, football we... Garmin, you all know what I'm talking about? Okay, a little bit. I mean, we, we have routines. It's common, it's ordinary, it's ordinary to do those things. We mow the grass, some of us. Some of us buy cows or whatever, but we mow the grass. We, we do a daily routine. We shop for groceries. Most of us, most of us, for the, for the most part, Nothing about our lives is abnormal. It is a normal, common, ordinary life just like the people around us. It's just life, like bread, it's common. Amen. <laughs> Maybe that's how you see yourself. Maybe that's how you look at your life. Maybe you've uh, settled for a life that may not matter to may not matter much to you. Maybe Maybe you're on the other side of that. Maybe uh, your life is that unsustainable manic drive inside that's grasping and grabbing for something that that you, it just seems always out of reach to you. Maybe your life is wrestling with unkind voices that have spoken into you, the the ones that say that you don't matter, the ones that say that, that you're worthless, the ones that say that you're less or never enough. But no matter what facet, that you look at your life in, the fact is, is that God's got good news for you. Amen. There's more to this life than what you see. Amen? Aren't you glad? There's more to this life than what you see. Through Scripture, we see that uh, that, that nothing is as common as it seems. I mean, think about it, even bread is not as common as it seems. Look, bread came from heaven, right? To sustain the people of God as God's provision, bread became a metaphor for the law of the Lord. Jesus fed the multitudes with loaves of bread. Jesus even referred to himself as the bread of life, right? I mean, how common is that? Then, then on, the, on the night that, they, that he was turned in to be crucified, to be given over to suffering, to death, he took bread, right? And the Bible says that he broke it. And he blessed it and he gave it to his disciples as a sign of his life being given for the world. That's how bread is looked at in the Word of God. Isn't it amazing? Come on, somebody, amen? Amen. You know, when I look at the book of Luke, I see that Luke records three different times where Jesus took bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it. And one particular place is Luke chapter 9, starting with verse 10. Luke chapter 9, starting with verse 10. It says, when the apostles returned, they gave an account to him of all that they had done. Taking them with him, he withdrew by himself to a city called Bethsaida. But the crowds were aware of of this and followed him. And welcoming them, he began speaking to them about the kingdom of God and curing those who had need of healing. Verse 12, now the day was ending and the twelve came and said to him, send the crowd away, and they, that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get something to eat. For here we are in a desolate place. Wow. So there, there's a few things that I want us to see out of this passage of Scripture. And, and the first of all is the needs of the people. The needs of the people. There were a lot of need, right? There was needs all around. The needs of the people were overwhelming. The second thing is that resources in that place were scarce. They were, there was a short supply. And, and then the impulse of the disciples were, first of all, to, was not necessarily incompassionate when he looked at them. It was practical in what they said because the disciples recognized that, look, there's no food here. Send them away. Wow. Look, look, if we're honest Sometimes when we think of and we see the needs of our neighbors, we see the needs of our family, we see the needs of our community, it's overwhelming, right? Sometimes it gets overwhelming to see all that's going on around us. It it can be overwhelming. I mean, just this week, I've received five different texts or emails from Honduras. Not not just around here, five texts from Honduras. One lady is a single mom with three kids. She lives. She doesn't live in a nice, fancy house. She lives in a shack that's about to fall down. And look, she's saying, "Look, I have not been able to pay my rent in three months. I'm about to lose a house and live on the streets with these three kids." Look, this gets overwhelming. Um, a, a husband calls who I've known since a teenager and saw him delivered from alcoholism and saw him being uh, moved and, and, and used by the by God in in the kingdom of God lost his job because of the coronavirus. Everything's been shut down, and here he is with two kids, and he doesn't have the ability to feed his family, and, and it's overwhelming. The fact is, is we can turn on the TV, and we see all of the chaos going on. We see all of the, uh, the, the tragedy and hardships, and we're bombarded by all of this that we see in the world, and it can get overwhelming. We scroll through the Facebook, and we see... Uh, One after another, doctor's diagnosis of this one being in the hospital, this one with blood clots, and this one was sick. I mean, just think of our own uh, small congregation to think that just in the last few months, we've had six different people pass away. It's overwhelming. Mary Jane Holbrook, Kenneth O'Neill, Wilma Thomas, Dale Arp, Justin Taylor this week the brother of of Janice Walker. So many have faced tragedy. So many have been hospitalized. So many are overwhelmed by so many things. And let me tell you something, guys. A sad face emoji doesn't cut it. And and you can say, well, I'm praying for you, but that doesn't always seem to be enough. And, And then on top of all of the things that's going on in our atmosphere and around us, then just taking on the very struggles that we ourselves have, because sometimes getting up in the morning and getting out of bed is just all that we can bear. Because our life sometimes is overwhelming. Come on, somebody. Ain't none of y'all there, right? And so the disciples look at Jesus and they see the crowd and they said, "Send them away." Send them away. It may seem insensitive, but it's probably deep down inside really what was going on in their hearts. Send them away. But look, Jesus didn't let them off the hook, right? And just as Jesus d- doesn't let them off the hook, he doesn't let us off the hook. Because if you look at the scripture and you follow with me in verse 13 of Luke chapter 9, he says, But he said to them, you give them something to eat. Wow. Can you just look at somebody and say, you feed them. You feed them. And he goes on and and he said, and they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless perhaps we go and Buy food for all these people. And think about this. Verse 14. For there were about 5,000 men. It's not even tabulating women and children. 5,000 men. So you, you can, just a quick idea would be about 15,000 people. Can you imagine 15,000 people? you got five loaves and two fish. Here's six <laughs> right, this morning I got more than that they had. Right, five loaves and two fish, and fifteen thousand people. You would look at me this morning if I said, "Hey, y'all, come get you a meal," and all I had was this. You'd look at me like, "What? A pinch for you, a pinch for this one, a pinch for that one?" Right? Like what? How in the world? Can you imagine the mentality of the disciples? What do you want us to do? I mean, we got five loaves, two fishes. Do you want us to go buy food for 15,000 people? Whoa! Jesus looked at them and said, Have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. They did so. Wow. They did so and had had them all sit down. Verse 16. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them, and he broke them, and he kept, I love the way the New American Standard puts this, and he kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people, come on somebody, and he kept giving them, he kept giving them, right? To them, to the disciples to set before the people to eat. And verse 17, and they all ate and were satisfied. Another version says, and they were full. Now, some of you guys, I mean, the buffets want to kick you out because you never get full, right? You like a tapeworm, right? Yeah. But it said that, so it said that they were satisfied. Woo, come on. I'll be satisfied. Come on. They were satisfied. Thank you, Jesus. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up, and they were 12 baskets full. Wow. Look, Jesus blessed the bread. Jesus broke the bread. And Jesus gave the bread. These three actions changed the whole story. I mean, you got to think about it. They were in a desolate place. They didn't have a Dollar General, believe it or not. Because they're everywhere, right? I mean, I don't care if you're on Blockhouse Road or Mint Road or wherever you're at. There's a a Dollar General somewhere, right? There was no Dollar General. There was no store. There was no food line or food city or whatever you go to. Kroger's or Walmart or whatever. They were in a desperate, desolate place. But look, when Jesus blessed the bread and he broke the bread and Jesus gave the bread, the desolate place became a place of abundance. Look, the desert became a banquet. Can you imagine that? In the middle of a desolate desert place, they sat down and they had a banquet that fed over 15,000 people that day were not only got something to eat, but they were satisfied. Come on. Amen. how many of y'all on on your Sunday afternoon, you get satisfied, you like to lay down for a little nap, right? About two or three of y'all. Some of y'all ain't even honest this morning. Y'all better get right. (laughs) Satisfied. So the story that began with, there's not enough. Now there's a surplus. Now there's more than enough. Now there's plenty there's baskets left over this is what happens when jesus takes something that we think is just ordinary when we think something is common when we think something is not enough jesus takes the ordinary and he blesses it breaks it and he gives it and it becomes extraordinary amen amen i think those three words can change the story for you too those three words can change our lives jesus took bread blessed it And by giving thanks to the Father, broke it and gave it bread in the hands of Jesus is blessed, broken and given. And so so it is for every single one of us. Your life, no matter how common you may think it is, no matter how ordinary you may think it is, it might be as common as bread. In Jesus' hands becomes something greater and something more. In the hands of Jesus, your life becomes blessed. We sang the song, Lord bless you. Lord, keep you. Let let his face shine upon you. But in the hands of Jesus, your life becomes blessed. It it bothers me that sometimes in our American mentality, the word for blessing is just for me to accrue enough stuff to make me happy. Come on. Ooh, I'm blessed. I got this and I got that and and all this is taken care of. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Blessedness is not about accumulating stuff. Blessedness is not about uh, achieving something great or something more. Blessedness is about having your true identity recovered and your true calling revealed. Blessedness is about having your story restoried. Amen. It's about seeing a new life, a new way, a new mentality. Jesus wants to do something great, He wants to bless you, He wants to give you a new name. Amen. Look, blessing is taking a sinner and making them a saint, right? You know, it bothers me when when I hear people say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Look, 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 look. I'm a new creature. Look, as long as you consider yourself a sinner, you'll be sinning. Come on. Well, that's just who I am. No, it's not who you are. If you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, the Bible says old things have passed away. And all things, not just some things, all things have become new in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creature. I'm no longer the old man. My blessing is that I am dead to the old man. I'm alive in Christ Jesus. And any time that that old man tries to creep back in... The only sin that happens is if I let him creep back in. That's why the Bible says, take up your cross daily. Come on, somebody. That's why Paul said in, in, in Romans chapter 6, 11, I consider myself dead to sin and alive to, Christ, alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm no longer that person. Amen. And when that old man creeps back up and I make a mistake, guess what I'm going to say? In the name of Jesus, I put you back in the grave. Because I am no longer a sinner. I'm I'm walking as a child of God. I'm walking as a saint of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm no longer that person. And if that person creeps back up, we're going to put him back in the grave in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody needs to declare that of your life. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner. Because if you're saved, Jesus told the the lady that they were about to stone. He said, go and... Sin no You are not a sinner anymore is what he said That's not who you are anymore I've declared something new over your life I've spoken something different in you You are no longer that person anymore Go and sin no more Amen Oh pastor you're meddling right now Come on right Look, once I was afar off from God, once I was separated, sin and iniquity had separated me from God. But because I'm a new creature, I am now walking in the favor of God. I'm now walking in the presence of God. I'm now walking with Him as a part of the body, a part of the family of God. I am blessed. Come on, somebody. Amen. In Jesus' hands, we are blessed. we become the blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. One, uh, one theologian said, God blesses everything he creates. And in biblical language, this means that he makes all creation the sign and the means of his presence and wisdom, love, and revelation. Wow! Thank you, Jesus. So in, in Jesus' hands, I am blessed. But also in Jesus' hands, I become broken. Now that seems kind of weird. In Jesus' hands, I become broken. Now, now, I've got to look at brokenness in a different way. I mean, look, there are all different ways that we can look at brokenness and all kinds of brokennesses. And, and, and we're going to talk about that probably in the next week or so. But, but just for overview, there is brokenness that comes from my frailty, my finiteness, my limitations. In other words, I'm broken because I'm unable to accomplish all that I feel like I want to accomplish. How many of you have ever been there? Some of you got a garage. Y'all get that in a minute. Every time I look at that baby, I'm thinking, man, Lord help me. (laughs) There's brokenness that, that comes from our own failure, our own sin, our own participation. Look, our past brings brokenness. And if we're still carrying around the past, we're carrying around the brokenness of our participation in the wickedness that we were part of. Come on, somebody. At some point... We've got to turn that brokenness over to God. I mean, look, the other side of brokenness is is that we live in a world that is broken. And we feel the pain and we feel the tragedy and we feel the circumstances of the world. We feel the brokenness of the world. Amen? So, brokenness is, (laughs) come on. The idea is that we need to turn that brokenness over to the Lord. We need to put that brokenness into God's hands, in, into the Lord Jesus Christ's hands. Because when you place the brokenness of your failure, of your frailty, of your suffering in Jesus' hands, you become open to the grace of God. Amen. How many receive some grace today? Amen? Amen. This brokenness is not about wallowing in sin. It's not about, you know, uh, this idea of just, fixating ourselves on the the miserable things that I'm having to deal with. I'm just broken. Everything's bad. Life is horrible. No, 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 no. Brokenness. To be broken is to allow the grace of God to humble you. To be broken is to allow ourselves to become vulnerable with others, to allow God to truly transform our hearts. Now, we don't like that. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean I've got to become vulnerable with somebody? We don't like to share our stuff, but look, our, the idea is that too many of us walking around like peacocks with our feathers flaunted out. We walk around like, look at us, dude, we good. We got this, right? Ask somebody, how you doing? I'm good. What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I've got it. And we're too... Prideful to really allow ourselves to be broken in the hands of God, to truly say, Lord, this is broken. And, and, and because of our unwillingness to admit that there's brokenness in our life, we're, we're not willing to accept the grace of God that can truly transform the brokenness. Boy, it's not gotten quiet up in this Pentecostal church. But the fact is, is that when we truly identify that there's broken things in our life, we can humble ourselves before God. We can recognize that we're not on this journey by ourselves, but there's a brother or a sister. There's somebody that I can say, man, I'm struggling. I need some help. I need to talk to somebody. Can you help me? And I become vulnerable with somebody. Can sit down. I can become vulnerable with somebody because I know that when I become vulnerable with that person, that person's going to know me. That person's going to love me. And that person's going to hold me accountable because they're going to walk with me on the journey. They're not going to just let me alone by myself and throw me to the side and say, get away from me. And in that process of humbling ourselves before God and becoming vulnerable to other people, then we can truly find the healing that God wants because we find ourselves with a transformed heart because we recognize that we're better together. Amen. 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 Brokenness becomes openness in the hands of Jesus. Brokenness becomes openness in the hands of Jesus. After all, bread that is not broken cannot be shared. Amen. Amen. In the hands of Jesus, we become blessed. In the hands of Jesus, we become broken. In the hands of Jesus, your life becomes given. You realize that you're not living this life just for yourself look we live in a world that's very selfish come on somebody and and, and sadly is is the younger we are the more selfish we are because the older we get the realize we the more we realize we can't do this by ourselves right And, and 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 sadly is is that we live in a selfish world that only thinks about itself but the idea is that we are not here for ourselves. We didn't even come to service this morning for ourselves. We come here to be a part of the community, to build each other up. The Bible says to build each other up on your most holy faith, right? There's a part of us that comes together for the building of each other up. It's not just for the pastor to build you up. It's not just for the pastor to blow some beautiful winds your way and you walk out of here. So wonderful. It's for the relationship of each other to encourage one another, to see each other going through stuff and saying, guess what, if they can make it, I can make it. If they can get through this, I can get through this. If they can fight with me, I can fight with them. We can make this together. We're we're better together. Life with Jesus is deeply personal but never private. I hear people say, well, that's pr- my, my, my relationship with Jesus is private. It's personal, absolutely. But it's not private. Because if you have a relationship with Jesus, it will be displayed. Because the Bible says you'll be known by the fruit you bear. I mean, look, Jesus came up to a fig tree that was not bearing fruit, and guess what he did to it? He cursed it, and it died. Our faith, our relationship with Jesus is very personal, absolutely, and you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have a corporate relationship with Jesus Christ by coming to church and worshiping with everybody else. But there is something personal about going home, opening your Bible, praying to God by yourself with Him. Knowing it's personal. But that personal relationship is not private because it becomes public. Amen. The openness that comes from being broken is meant to lead us outwardly. Lead us into the world because there's a world who is hungering. I mean, you look at the people out there rioting. You look at the people out there doing crazy things. You know why they do that? Because they're missing something. They're missing something. They're crying out, I need something. Guess what? How many of you have ever done something for attention and you've done it in the wrong way? Boy, I've got a many whoopings. I wasn't wanting that kind of attention, but boy, I got it. Absolutely. Why would we expect the world to do anything different? Because they're broken people seeking for attention, seeking something. And guess what? We have the answer. We have the answer. We have the words of life. We have the words of hope. We have the bread of life that is to be given to the world. And God wants to bless us and break us and to give us out as life to the world. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 9 and 16. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven, blessed them and broke them and kept them giving them to the disciples to set before the people. You know, one of the remarkable things of this story to me is that Jesus miraculously miraculously multiplied the bread. Right? You'd agree with that? And just as Jesus miraculously multiplied the bread, he could have miraculously distributed that bread to every one of them. Right? But he chose to use... The same disciples that said, Send them away. And Jesus says, You feed them. Jesus said, Take this and give it to them. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Because That's just what God does. He involves us. He wants us to be a part of His plan. You can't just come and sit and listen and go and do nothing. God's called you to be a part of something greater. You are His hands and feet extended to the world. They're looking for love. They're looking for wisdom. They're looking for word. And you are the ones who carry the message of Jesus Christ. You bear in your body the marks of Christ Jesus. It's time for us to be the people of God, to share the word. Word of God, because the world is hungry and longing for something greater than they have. Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 Blessed. Broken. Get up here and play. Blessed and brokenness for, for the sake of givenness. The thing that we, we, we really don't need to miss out of this whole text is who's the hero I mean who's the hero I mean we could look at the well the little boy brought the bread and the and the fish he's got to be a hero we can look at the disciples and say well they're the one to distribute they have to be heroes but ultimately ultimately the hero of the story is Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is this hero. He's the generous host. I mean, think about the text. It opens up in verse 11 of Luke chapter 9. It says, but the crowds were aware of this and followed Him. Think about this. Jesus was going to a solemn place. He was trying to get away. He was tired. He had been around these people for, who knows, days even. He told his disciples, hey, boys, let's go. Let's go hang out for a little while. Let's go get some downtime. I mean, some downtime, right? Let's get some downtime. But the people were aware of it, and they followed him. I don't know about you. When you get to your downtime, cut the ringer off, don't you? Unplug. Jesus, even in his rest, became the greatest host. It goes on and says, welcoming them, he began speaking or teaching to them about the kingdom of God. Curing those who had need of healing. Jesus Welcomed them. You know, every one of you in this church is a greeter. I'm super thankful for those who are committed to standing at the doors to love on people as they walk through the doors. But every single one of us is a greeter, every single one of us is someone who offers a welcoming atmosphere for when visitors or each other come into this place. We're welcoming. Jesus in his tiredness. Jesus, you know, we could say, well, that's not my job. I didn't sign up for that. Jesus, in all of the atmosphere, whether it be worn out or tired or trying to escape the crowd for just a little while even in that atmosphere he was welcoming he didn't turn them away not only did he not turn them away not only did he not say come on let's get a little closer but then he began to teach them he began to Express. He began to disciple. He began to pour into them. He began to care about them. Not only that, but if he saw someone sick, he said, come here. You can come just as you are, but I guarantee you're not going to leave the same way you came. You can come limping, but you're not going to leave limping. You can come blind, but you're not going to leave. You can come mute, but you're not going to leave that way. Because if you're in my presence, I'm going to give you something. (laughs) Jesus, I'm going to give you something. He was a great host. He prepared a feast. Jesus turned desolation into abundance. Let me tell you something. He's still doing the same thing today. You may not look at yourself this way. You may not think of yourself as worthy or valuable. You may not think of yourself as extraordinary or or all of that. And God's not saying, "Man, you got to be epic, dude." He's not saying that. He's not saying you got you got to be awesome. He's not saying that. He's just saying. Be available. Will you be willing to surrender yourself to me that I can bless you, that I can break you, that I can give you? I mean, think. We are the glory of God being distributed throughout the world. I mean, think. This is the Word. Psalms 24, 1 and 2 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the the world and those who dwell therein, for He has founded it upon the seas and established upon the rivers. Psalms 57 and 5, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Isaiah 6 and 3. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. You might think you're common. You might think you're incapable. But the Lord has declared you as a vessel to bear His glory in the world. He just wants you to be willing to surrender. I mean, Genesis chapter 28, we see Jacob, Jacob, come on somebody, Jacob means deceiver. Jacob had just left his father's house running because he had deceived his dad to get the birthright from his brother Esau. And in his running, he recognized this is wrong. And he went to this place and he laid down, come on, he laid on a rock, dude. I don't know if he had a, that might have been a bad dream if I laid on a rock.
0: But he laid on a rock
1: and in that that moment, in his sleep, he had a, a dream and he saw the heavens open some of us need to get to a place where we see the heavens open because we're too busy seeing the heavens closed and we're wondering, God, where are you? And the Lord's saying, would you just spend some time with me because the heavens are open and the glory is declared over you and you're to to declare that glory. This morning, my question to you, As we face this new year, as we look at what will AMCOG do this year for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you, AMCOG is not Pastor Paul Dyer. AMCOG is every one of you. A church is no greater than its members. And I believe that God is positioning us and aligning us for an atmosphere shift. Look, we had had one saved just two weeks ago. I'm believing that there's going to be more people experience the glory of God because of your faithfulness and your seeking His face this year than we've seen in a long time. Come on. Amen. Why? Because I believe that as we become intentional in our service to God, when we become intentional to allowing ourselves into the hands of God to say, God, you bless us. But bless us not so that we can cure all these things. God, bless us that we can be a blessing. God, break us. Break our heart with what breaks yours. And God, help us to be given to everyone who is in need in the world. That your glory, not for our pat on the back, not so that we can say, woo, look at what we're doing. So that God can be glorified and the kingdom of God can be advanced. That's what we're here for. God, help us to be intentional. God, help us to be surrendered. Help us to be given to you. Lord, I thank you, God, for today. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much that you're not willing to allow us to stay in the same old funk of life. That you're not willing to allow us to stay in the broken places. But God, help us to to be made whole by the grace of God. Help us to truly become humble. Help us to truly be willing to be vulnerable to see our hearts transformed for the glory of God. Lord, help us to change the mentality. We're not sinners. We're a new creation. And God, because we're a new creation, we have a a new purpose. We have a new destiny. We have a new plan laid before us. And Lord, help us to fulfill that plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you just keep your eyes closed for a moment? If you say, Pastor... This year, I want to rededicate my life to Him, to You. I want to rededicate my life to the Kingdom purpose. I have not li- been living the way I should. Be. This year, I'm surrendering myself to Him. I want to be intentional. This year, would you raise your hand right now? I know all about Jesus but it's not personal Should today we admit that we are broken, Lord? Today we believe that you're the only way, the truth, the life. You're the only one who could transform us. You're the only one that can empower us to live the life that you want us to live. We believe in you, Lord Jesus. And today, Lord, we confess with our mouth that you are our Lord and our Savior. Today we confess that we are surrendered to you. Today we confess that we determined to be intentional by the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, that we can live this life because you are with us, because we're yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, would you come and prepare us for taking communion? If you're visiting with us the first Sunday of every month we choose to remember what Christ Jesus has done for us and we participate Jesus. Jesus, amen. amen. Isaac, I just love seeing you worship this Lord. Love seeing the freedom that the Lord has in you. I'm excited for what God's going to do. So I've been asked to share my God story at Celebrate Recovery at Rio South, the old South Haven Church of God. If you would like to uh, come and be a part of that tonight, it starts at 6 o'clock if I'm all right. 6 o'clock, there's a meal at 7 o'clock, there's the large room where I'll be sharing at, and then at 8 o'clock we do that same thing here on Mondays. If you're interested or would like to be a part, we have a great worship time. Usually uh, either a testimony or a message given, and we would love you to come and be a part. How uh, many know that everybody needs Jesus. Amen. And so we celebrate that on Monday nights here, that everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus the Lord Jesus encouragement and help Amen I've always thought it this way. I don't think that we'll do greater things qualitatively that Jesus has done, but quantitatively, because there are more of us than one, we... the world, giving us the example of allowing yourselves to be broken, to be given, allowing, our, allowing yourselves to be humble. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much that you are willing to show us the way, to show us the way of great love, to show us the way of great compassion. But Lord, you didn't leave us in a state of hopelessness or helplessness. that you will have a wonderful blessed highly favored year in the kingdom of God i pray that our church collaborate together uh, is does greater things for his glory for his kingdom i pray that we that we see the glory of god coming down in this place amen let's pray let's fast let's seek his face in Jesus name amen god
0: bless you